Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Stretch Ron of Grant and Danny hanging out with you on the fan, taking you up to 6.30 tonight on this Friday. Get back into Bezos, Snyder, a potential sale of the commanders in just a moment here on G&D. Saw this tweet from Jeff Passan and wanted to hit this really quickly. So today was the first day of spring training baseball. There were a couple of games played today in the Cactus League out west. Nats start their spring training schedule coming up, as you just heard Heisty talking about. Uh, We're only going to get a few of those televised, so Mm. probably not going to see them this weekend if you want to on TV. But I think three of their games, maybe four tops this spring, are going to be televised for us. That'll be nice when those games when it are does on happen. TV, uh, we'll be able to watch them. But this is from Jeff Passan. Time of the game today for Padres Mariners with the new pitch clock. Two hours and 29 minutes. Time of the game for Rangers Royals. Two hours and 33 minutes. Those are the two games today. Now, I understand it's spring training and you, you might have um, you know guys who aren't necessarily working counts or trying leaving it all in the field, late in game if they're down a few runs or whatever. But as Passon points out, it's a minuscule sample, but it is hard to understate how drastically the pitch clock will change baseball. Uh, I've thought, really, since the minor league numbers came back in last year, this was going to be a complete game changer. You know, the, the time was trimmed by almost a half hour in minor league games last season. I remember uh, doing an interview we did for Bustin' Loose Baseball yep. with one of the managers in the Nats minor league system. And they had played a game with a bunch of runs scored in under two hours in the minor leagues last year. Not, under, not a one nothing, right. you know, two-hitter. Under two hours. Crazy to me. Uh, but this is going to absolutely change the game of baseball. There's yeah, no doubt. It, it is. I don't think people are quite ready for it. I think that one, and the one I keep pounding the table on, it's related to the pitch clock, the Pitcher disengagement with the rubber rule that I think nobody's going to be used to. You know, like, oh, you step off. Hey, you just stepped off for the, for the, you know, too many times. Now we're, now it's an automatic balk. Runners are going, you know, first to third or, or whatever. It is going to be completely different than what we've seen over, well, not just for the last several years, forever. We actually saw an infraction today, too, by the way. Uh, in that Padres game, Manny Machado, the former Oriole and an MVP candidate, was in the batter's box. And he kind of wanted to readjust, it looks like, watching the video where he kind of goes back to his gloves and uh-huh. is no longer set in the box. And it was below eight seconds remaining. As a hitter, at the eight-second mark of that 15-second clock, it's go time. You, you got to be in. Can't get back out of the box. And because he had to readjust and the pitcher then had to wait for him, they immediately assessed him a strike. In Umpire steps out, points at his watch, points at Machado, and caught the firefly. Strike. Robbie Ray, the Seattle lefty, was on the hill uh, and was one of the pitchers today who was getting asked about this. It's going to be the biggest story in baseball 
at the beginning here of spring training. Now, I don't think it's going to work this way. Darius was asking me this. In the TV broadcast that we saw today that came out of exhibition games, there's a massive clock right behind home plate counting down from 15. It looks to me almost exactly like the play clock in the NFL in the end zone mm-hmm. you know, that counts down from 40. You don't see that on every single play back behind the play. You obviously see what they put on the screen. I do wonder if they're going to have the 15-second countdown clock as a bug on some of the telecasts or if that would be necessary. So I think they probably should. You get the shot clock in basketball. Yeah. You get the play clock in football. But watching the broadcast, I guess to make this make sense, you know, the little, like, advertisement right behind home plate where it'll say Grant and Danny 10-2 to on the fan, Mm -hmm. part of it was just a countdown clock. I think that's for the pitchers to get used to To this. To get used to it, yeah. Just for the, the beginning of this process. I can't imagine on opening day at Nats Park, we're going to turn on the TV and you're going to see a big clock right behind yeah, the plate. Yeah, because the people, you know, in that what are normally really, really good seats wouldn't be able to see because there's a big old clock in the well, way. No, no, no. The clock is in the, basically like in the wall. The one so I saw was was elevated. I saw one from, from footage this morning that was, not this morning, really? this afternoon. Yeah, that was, you know, head tall. In the way of fans? Would have been in the way, if fans were there, would have been in their way. Maybe they're able to at that ballpark because there's no fans yeah. there or something. No, what I saw was literally like saw the, so, a lower one. Yeah, like but, but where the the wall is that would say like um, Coles, right, right, right. Yeah. You know, Walmart, whatever they're advertising. It was just a pitch clock, but uh, I, I hope it's not that obvious and kind of taking over everything. Like it would it would be nice if it was a little more subtle. But if games are going to be played in two and a half hours, baseball is going to take a victory lap. I will say. That would be huge. I'm not sure if time of game is going to come down as much as people are anticipating just because there's going to be more offense now. They've also gotten rid of the shift. They're making changes. And you know, last year we went to the full-time DH. You're going to continue to have more hits, more runners. There's going to be more stolen bases. That's the idea, stealing. yeah. So all of that extends to the time of the game. It's going to work against the clock. But it's about pace. And it seemed like the pace, just the, the half inning I watched uh, today on social media, it was noticeably different. It legitimately was. It got to a point in the minor leagues this year, I'll say, Danny, where I went to enough games, I never thought about it. And even when the umpire would assess a ball or a strike, unless you're really paying close attention, you don't even notice that. Like, you'd look up at the board and you're like, wait a second. How's it 2-1? I thought yeah, it was what happened? one Yeah. Because it's so fast, the ump is basically just communicating directly with the, the players. I hope in the big leagues, they'll have the, the PA announcer, like your boy Jerome will say, They've assessed a strike, you know, <laughs> so that everyone knows what's going on. Right. It's your pitch. And they were doing that throughout the entire minor leagues, not just single A, not just double A. Yeah, last year it was a minor league rule. Wow. Yeah. And, it, it, I mean, it was proofs in the pudding. Like, it, it was very obviously that the time of games got a lot shorter. But they didn't have all of the same offensive adjustments. Some of them were already being used. They didn't have everything baseball's doing to try to, uh, increase some of the offense. You four against it. Four. Uh, now, if I have my druthers, I don't need it. But the game needs it. Again, I, I'm I'm raising children right now that are in youth sports. They are not picking baseball. You know what I mean? It's it's not for their attention spans. It's not for their generation. You need to find a way to capture this group that watches YouTube and streams and memes and Mr. Beast and whatever else, right? That's what this game needs. It's not for me, but it's not about me. I'm already in. You change baseball slightly, I'm still watching 162. Yeah, Ryan had made the case today. So why are we basically adjusting for these people that are complaining? Football doesn't do that when people complain about football. And my point to him was, 
football doesn't have to worry about anybody being upset. It's number one. It's the the, the king of the castle, yeah, the head of the snake. 60 million people watch the Super Bowl. If you look at a graph of the growth of sports from even 10 years ago to now, but I would go back to the 50s or whatever, baseball like a roller coaster hill is just going straight down. Ryan, to give you an ex- analogy, they had a 28-3 lead. Baseball did. And they don't anymore. And they don't anymore. Football <laughs> is just a... <laughs> It's going the opposite way. It looks like it's just climbing straight uphill. Yeah. But to I don't want to put words in your mouth. You're anti-pitch clock, correct? Yes, I am anti-pitch clock in the sense that they believe that this will grow the sport. It won't. Because you're, you're trying to prioritize people who just simply aren't baseball fans. I, like, I know Danny, he has great reasons as to why he points to the why these are good ideas and why these could be a good outcome great for kids reasons, and younger... Danny. Grant understands as well. But then again, Danny, do you mm-hmm. still watch the game? Of course I do. Of course I'm in. So I, so I, I, I actually think Ryan's point is correct, by so, the way. So I, I don't think fans are going to start like, oh, it's only 220 now instead of 307. I'm going to watch. Oh, they, they only have 15 seconds between pitches? I, I completely agree with you on that. Their hope, I think, is that kids, like you take your kid now and in the third inning he wants to go home. Yep. Maybe you can get to the seventh. I that's think that's it. kind of the that's point. precisely it. Is because when I took my, I guess I think he was seven at that point. He's nine now. He's just sitting there going, "Um, can we go? I'm bored." Because there's so much downtime. Meetings on the mound and this shift. You and guys that. didn't do ice cream. We, we did three different kinds of ice cream. We did Dippin' Dots. We did ice cream in a helmet. My first can we go normally is ice cream. The second can we go? We go hang out for an inning over at the playground and come back to our seats. The third can we go? That's the real. That's when it's we time go. to get out yeah. of here. But then again, like, I don't think, like, I think watching a home run from Aaron Judge will keep them more in their seat than them watching an umpire stand around for 10 seconds and be like, I want to go home now. Like, I, I just feel like the good outweighs the bad here to where will 25 to 30 minutes make that big of a difference between. But you're not taking away the Aaron Judge home run. You still get yes, that. And you are. You, you just have less downtime while waiting for the next one, theoretically. I just don't think the problem with baseball is that the fact that it's going too slow. I think the pace of play will still be slow. In fact, we probably won't notice that big of a difference. We're probably just going to be adjusted to it, and this will just be second nature to us. Now. But did you see any of the video today online of, of just how quickly the pitchers were working? It was quick. It was obviously different. Yes, it was quick, but then again, it's like, if you were just to tell me with no clock then in there and compare last year's baseball to this year's baseball from what we saw today, I wouldn't really be able to tell that big of a difference. See, it's I, just a pace of play. I don't play know, man. Somebody should do this. I, I, like... Side-by-side, side, starting pitcher today, like Robbie Ray and in an inning last year in the playoffs. Playoffs are probably different because you take eight minutes between pitches. Yeah. I mean, that's a nine-hour game. But a regular season or spring training starts probably the most fair. I guarantee you just like a side-by-side side or an overlay, he's pitching and he's still staring in last year. That all adds up. I mean, again, he had the numbers. Passon said 229 and 233 today. Now, I know it's only exhibition. But if that's happening in the early regular season – it's a game, set, match. Like, it did make a difference. And it does make a difference, but then again, it's like, who are they trying to attract to? Because people complain about the slow pace of play. Like, of course I do. Of course we complain about nine-inning games that go for three hours and 45 minutes. That's a complete woodshed. Nine to one, the Nats lose. We understand that. But then again, like, I just don't know what the appeal is for slowing down the game. So so, so is the solution then to do nothing? Like speeding it up. What you, so. Speeding it up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But in other, in other words... No one's saying it's a perfect fix, but if we're if the complaint is that it's taking too long, just for the sake of argument, 
and it's going to take less, isn't that exactly what they're going for? I mean, yes, they are going for that. But then again, like, what is the point for them trying to switch up these rules? Is it more so of a pace of play thing? Because yes, the way that Manfred has been talking about this is that it's going to help grow the sport. And my point is, this will not help grow the sport. It's addressing the number one complaint. Now, whether the next phase is it catches more fans, I don't know about that. If your point is that it won't, I can't prove you right or wrong just yet. But if the number one complaint is the games are too long, and I think the, the translation is not just time of time of game, but there's too much time where nothing is happening yeah, for minutes at a time. Yeah, I don't think it's a time of game problem because the NFL takes longer than baseball. The college football takes eternities. Exactly. Stop clock every, I do every think five seconds. It's an intensity, a perception, of a pace of play. I understand what you're saying. Like they could touch nothing, and I'm I am happy to go sit at Nats Park for three hours and forty two minutes. And the beauty of the back and forth and a pitcher kind of waiting out a hitter. And now the hitter steps out and Soto grabs his junk and stares out at the pitcher. I'm all in. I'm steamed up. Let's go. But it's not about me and you. Like, who are they appealing to? A lot of people who say there's just not enough going on. It just takes too long. And so if it's a minimal step forward, so be it. Are you losing anything as a baseball fan? Right. So if you're losing nothing and there might be something to be gained, then what's the drawback? And, and that's that's true too. It's I'm not even trying to argue just to argue this point, but I, I just feel like that fan that you're talking about being like, "Well, I wish this game was shorter by 30 minutes." Well, yeah, I, I wish I could get through this game in two hours, but is that feasible? Probably not. So if if your argument is as simple as a person that doesn't want to watch baseball now is not going to start watching baseball because of this, exactly, I categorically agree. I, I don't think it's that. Um, like binary. Yeah, it's not that and cut white. and dry. In other words, I cannot, in good conscience, take my five-year-old on a Tuesday night to a seven o'clock start. Maybe I can now if I got enough data that says we're we're done in two hours and twenty-five minutes. Well, I'll say that that is that's a, a huge yeah, thing. If, if you know you, you the game's going to be over a la hockey in, in two thirty-five, two forty-five. Yeah, and it might not be three plus, and the kids going, "Daddy, I don't want to leave. Let me stay." And and you don't want to deal with that. Maybe a couple extra people take kids to games. That could be something. But I don't even think, again, it's a time of game thing as much as I really do believe we live in a world where you don't even notice it and you're just clicking to the next thing. Your mind is already bored. You're halfway through a story and you haven't even consciously done it. You just click out of the story and you've clicked something else. And I think the whole goal is that a couple people might watch a little bit longer maybe if there's just more happening. If you guys want to weigh in on that, you can. 800-636-1067. Let's get back, though, real quick to a couple of people who have been waiting. Uh, Bezos trying to buy the Commanders. Do you think Dan would actually sell the team to someone else to spite him, as some have suggested? Greg's in Purcellville. How are you? Hey, just reaching for my vodka here. Hold on. All right. So uh, I think people are are missing the point that Bezos just recently bought the team, what, like five years or so ago? You mean the paper? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, the yeah. paper. I'm all, uh, yeah, the paper. Yeah, so, yeah, the vodka on a Friday, vodka, I get it. Yeah, I get so it. It's not like he had this battle all on. The Post, you know, didn't like Snyder way back, and that's because Snyder's fault. So I don't know. Maybe I missed something, but I don't remember Bezos ever attacking Snyder, like, in the paper or anything. So I don't know why he would really have a grudge against Bezos. It's well, there's not, not a, a formidable, legitimate reason, Greg, to be honest. Right, because you're using rationality. We're, <laughs> yes. we're, you're, you got to ascribe, ascribe different feelings to this guy. This he is thinks, an extremely petty yeah. person. He, he hates the Post, and now Jeff Bezos bought into the Post. Like, he buys the Post. 
He also might think, again, I think this is the dumbest thing in the world. Let me get ahead of this. But according to his attorney and some of the things that have been said, there is this idea that Dan thinks, potentially, that Bezos said, I want to buy the commanders. Let's take him down, Washington Post reporters, and then I'll swoop in and buy the team. I think that's outrageous and stupid. Maybe Dan believes that. I mean, this is the same guy who supposedly for well over a year after firing Dan Snyder, uh, excuse me, Bruce Allen, was still reaching out to him, Snyder was, to, to Bruce because he hadn't congratulated him yet on hiring Ron Rivera. I mean, can you imagine that level of pettiness? Like, It's just the kind of stuff we can't wrap our head around. He had someone, allegedly, pour milk under the carpet where Mark Lerner would be sitting at FedEx Field because he had a, a, a dispute with the learners. And he didn't like the deal that he signed. Supposedly, okay? <laughs> yeah. That's something he allegedly did. So we're just not talking about someone who deals with like the, the same ration that you and I do, the same reasonable way of going about their business when it comes to getting over on someone. David's in Ashburn on G&D. Hey, David. Yeah, I have a couple things here. I think if Dan got a black owner to buy the team, there's no way the owners would reject that black owner over Bezos. They would, it would look really bad for the NFL if they did. And I think that's one way Dan might go about finding his own owner for the team. What, I mean, it would still depend, I would say, on whether they were paying the same amount as Bezos, I would think, or what they were able to accomplish when they got in there, right? I mean, it wouldn't just be based on that, in your opinion. Uh, I I don't know, because you know, a lot of people pushing, there's they, not enough black owners, not enough black owners. I think when the owners look at it, and it's all in the spotlight. They're going to say, uh, this guy's offering you know, $500 million less. We're going to have to sell to him over Bezos because you know, we're going to have to prove him because it's going to look bad on us. Appreciate it, dude. I, hard, hard for me to speculate in, to that degree. I mean, I think... You'd the, like to have minority well, ownership, of course you would. just like I, you would GMs and team presidents. The, the league, I would say, is excellent at lip service. The rubber hasn't always met the road there. They, they, they were good at issuing statements about how important stuff like that is to them. But I I bet you the most important thing is getting Jeff Bezos involved and Amazon Prime connections and streaming right. things and being able to have your season tickets drone to, to people and, and everything else and all the innovations that are coming. I'll say one more thing on the uh, pitch clock combo we were having. One issue that I will have with this is the first time that a game is decided by a ball or a strike being assessed or you know an actual inning is dramatically changed. And if it happens early in the season, specifically, it's going to be a big problem. It's coming. I'm telling you. Eventually, it will. If it's the midway point or late in the year when everyone kind of understands it and gets what's happening and they just break a rule, that's your own fault. But if you know an opening day loss takes place with the bases loaded and we don't get that big moment of a bases loaded swing because a, a, you know, a pitcher took an extra second, like that won't sit right. Let's go to Brian in Gaithersburg. I think he wants to talk about the pitch clock. What's up? Hey, G&D. How you guys doing tonight? Hey, dude. Hey, uh, so from the pitch clock perspective, has anyone dug into the fact that this could actually lead to a little bit of pitcher burnout and they could be more susceptible to injury because they're going to be working faster and there's going to be less kind of micro rest in between their throws? So that's something I'm kind of curious about. This it's is something absolutely I'm fascinated a story. By. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. So here's... If, if you guys remember a couple of years ago, that foreign substance whole crackdown and thing and putting stuff on guys' arms, and they would go, I can't grip the ball without it. And my point is, yeah, you can. You just can't throw 102. 
Maybe you got to throw 97 and locate a little bit and pitch and change speeds and the like. I don't think you can sit there, take deep, you know, cleansing breaths for 30 seconds like Kenley Jansen and gear up and throw 100. You may again have to, it's going to affect max effort relievers and, and guys like that. Guys that can, you know, can pitch and mix and locate are going to be, you know, back in vogue. It's not to say the guys are going to start throwing 82 again. But I, I do think that's something that's that's worth monitoring. I think guys that are max effort hard throwers, you're going to get tired way more quickly. Well, there are studies that, that are already saying that this could be a problem, in fact, uh, that have been written about um, by outlets that cover major and minor league baseball. But uh, Michael Sani, an, an ergonomics researcher formerly with McMaster's Occupational Biomechanics Lab, was cited by uh, the star.com. And they did a big study on this for Journal of Sports Science. And the, the declaration they made was that pitch clocks in baseball could increase the risk of injuries. And it's 100% something that I'm going to be it's something keeping worth an eye sure. on. I think a lot of people will this year. And I'm sure there are plenty of pitchers that push back on it. I'm yeah. quite sure the, the, the Players Association doesn't love the idea from a pitching standpoint. Jason and Reston, what's up? Hey, I, I just wanted to share a um... Interesting story with the pitch clock. So I have a son who's 18. He's a freshman at ODU. Played baseball. He quit when he was 11. Broke my heart. Said it was too slow and boring. I'm talking to him the other day. He says, Dad, I'm going to a baseball game. I was like, what, really? Like, no one's forcing you to go? (laughs) He's like, no, it's exciting. He's like, college baseball is exciting, and our team is good. So I'm just saying that the perception of the excitement of the game, he said "It's, it's faster, there's more action, more stuff going on, and he wants to go. And I nearly like fell out of my chair. Wow! When he said that, go see the monarchs play. So, I love it. But there's something too, the perception of there being more action or things happening faster. There is something to that. Yeah, and and this is what all leagues are trying to do. By the way, the spring football leagues, the XFL has shortened the play clock between plays. What do NFL teams want to do? Right, they want to go up tempo and work fast. Everyone wants to be Chip Kelly. So now instead of 40 seconds, you get 30 or 35. Mm-hmm. The Arena Football League was 25 seconds. It was a fast game. That's what they sold. There's not downtime. There's always something to watch. Baseball is, has gotten on that train. I mean, the only baseball my nine-year-old watches are courtesy of John Boy or uh, Pitching Ninja when they when they put like highlights and stuff together. I mean, those those guys should be paid millions by Major League Baseball for what they've done in terms of that space. Whole different world than a game, obviously. Well, totally. Definitely a good way to grow the game uh, tangentially. Go to Chris in Hyattsville. What's up, Chris? Uh, what's up, guys? Listen, I, I'm all in favor of modifying the rules to make the game more interesting. I'm a, I was a big proponent of getting rid of the shift, as you know. I'm not against a pitch clock. I just don't like the rules that are, I think are unfairly punitive against pitchers. Because in my mind, it's been hitters that have slowed the game down. It, it's been hitters that have slowed the game down. The I mean, you know, God bless Juan Soto and the Juan Soto shuffle, but a no Mark Garcia pair changing his, you know, doing his magic trick glove thing every, you know, before every swing. It's been hitters stepping out of the box and, and taking way too long that has lulled the game to sleep. Pitchers didn't used to work this slow, but the hitters forced them to because they want to get the pitchers out of rhythm. Hitters so are going to get I, penalized too, though, Chris. I mean, it's it's the same for yeah, both I know, of them. So, but I but okay, but this is the thing I really don't like. There's a maximum number of pickoffs. All the runner has to do is wait out how many pickoffs, and then he's got a head start. If he could see the clock, he could take off two or three seconds before you could throw. But that's, that, that's because they want the, the stolen base back in the game, which is gone, and they want more offense 
because people like you okay. have been screaming that they want more offense. Ricky Henderson stole 100 bases without any of these advantages. Yeah, he's the greatest okay. of all time. That, but that's he the, ain't walking through that I door. mean, Eric Davis stole 100 bases in a season. The, the, the league leader now is going to steal 32 right. <laughs> over the last couple of seasons. They want it back. Yeah, th- that is an exciting element of the game. And he wants to get rid of the shift to bring back offense, and the league's trying to find ways to do it. One way is to get rid of the shift, which they've done. Another is to have athletes steal bases and, and have some action on the base pads. And that's why they, they have the rules that they do for the pickoff. Uh, I'm excited about that because I actually love stolen bases. I like seeing dudes who can fly on the base paths. I like seeing offense built, manufactured, created, you know, runs that Different are ways gonna count, kind yeah. of uh, assembled rather than just the, the solo home run. But, I mean, it, it's all good for me. I I'll be at the ballpark yeah. one way or the other. I'll tune in every night. They're not making the changes for uh, anybody sitting here today. But I hope it works. We're excited to see how this season goes with some of these rule changes. And for the Washington Nationals, because I got a chance this could be a big year for them, Danny. I, I got a feeling. Dude, they're going to play 162 games. Think about that. They can and the Nationals what do not score. Oh. What if they went 162-0 and this year? Grant. 158-4? Grant. 147 and 15. 7 and 145. But we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow. No, we're not. Tomorrow's Saturday. You'll be re- back tomorrow. You'll be back that. tomorrow. I will be on tomorrow via BetQL and CBS Sports Radio at 10 a.m. to noon. Uh, but let's try this again. Thanks for listening. We're back on Monday at 2 o'clock right here on Grant and Danny. Enjoy your weekends. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.